The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grade Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined on this Thursday afternoon by one Mr. Andrew Barron to go yep. position by position and preview the Week 8 NFL DFS slate. And I actually uh, am very interested in this slate. I think there's a lot of peccadillos that make it more interesting than the normal slate and also just the lack of high total games. There, there are only three games over 45 as a total. I, I think this might truly be a uh, just play the best plays style slate i it would not be surprising to me to see a very low correlated team win a lot of these contests this week hmm. yeah it's possible how did play the best plays uh go last week with like jacobs and walker and all the like crazy chalk just going well, bonkers at the end so I wasn't here last week that's fascinating you mention it play the best plays at running back you you pretty much had to play the three most owned running backs in order to bank because yeah. Uh, Ramondre, Kenneth Walker, and um, Josh Jacobs all totally smashed. But what was interesting was all the chalk at wide receiver died other than Jamar Chase. Now, obviously, Chase was, I think, the fifth or sixth most owned player of the main slate. Uh, at yeah, wide he wasn't receiver. crazy. Yeah. I think he was like 12 to 13%. But right. all the other wide receiver chalk died. Uh, like, like, yeah. like two of the top 10 most owned wide receivers got actual zeros. So as always in daily fantasy, you, you take away what you want to take away. Your, your one takeaway could be just play the best plays uh, and, and get all the points with the running backs or with the wide receivers, play the best plays and get none of the points. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, I actually liked how last week shaked out. Like, I, you know, I'm happy with how I played it, but yeah, obviously if the three highest stone running backs all go off together, like your boy is not going to do so well. So brutal week for me, but I, I, I like the edges and I think this week, is a little bit similar uh, because early on, especially like if you've got, there's obviously such a clear top tier of quarterbacks to play. It's, it's Allen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen hurts. Like they are far and away the best fantasy guys. They're the guys that can score 40, like with relative ease, they're going to do it a lot. If all three of them are on the slate, it's kind of like, you know, like I'll do other stuff, but it does kind of makes sense to just like play 33% of each of them because if all three of them are there one of them is gonna end up being optimal a lot of the time like a strong strong possibility and today you know we've got Jalen Hurts he's the only one of those there and similar to last week where it was just Lamar you've only got one of them to dodge and they all can have sort of bad floors and Lamar sucked last week so there were all these kind of middling quarterbacks like 
I'm not playing Derek Carr on a normal slate if these guys are around. But like, honestly, kind of into Derek Carr this week. So it's fun. It opens up the quarterback pool a little bit more, I think. Yeah. So we do have one of the big boys on the main slate, uh, Jalen Hurts. Unfortunately, he is in. uh, Hurts is super interesting because of how the Eagles call plays, which is once they get up 10, once they once they are really shoving it. They they really do shut it down. I mean, we've seen it multiple times where they're they're up double digit points. Hertz actually has more fantasy points than Josh Allen in the first half of games, but Josh Allen keeps going. Right, they're up thirty mm-hmm. and he's just chucking mm-hmm. bombs. The Eagles get up twenty and they're like, you know what? Let's let's just hang out. Tua is being projected way over his baseline, uh, what we would expect due to the matchup and yeah. um, just how they call plays in general. We have formerly one of the the big boys. Kyler Murray used to be really great for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Maybe trending that way again with the return of DeAndre Hopkins. Actually, I, I, I do think that we as the fantasy community did maybe forget just how, one, how good DeAndre Hopkins is, but two, the difference between DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green and Greg Dorch and and those guys. like. Sure. And or or even Hollywood Brown, right? Even a yeah. decreased efficiency DeAndre Hopkins is better than... Hollywood Brown and there's such different types of receivers. Hollywood Brown's a field stretcher. DeAndre Hawkins is a guy you can throw to in a crowd and he can still make it happen. Like Hollywood Brown is not that guy. Yes. Yeah, that is, um, that is true. Um, but the biggest question of the week is what do you do with a $4,000 minimum price quarterback in a good matchup who we expect to run the ball? I mean, it is, Generally speaking, when we get these types of situations, the quarterbacks are not 4,000, they're 5,000, and they don't project to be that efficient as rushers. But Ellinger is in a good matchup. He is 4,000 instead of 5,000. And he ran for 1,900 yards and 33, not not a typo, not misspeaking, 33 touchdowns at the University of Texas. He he is a good rusher. I, I really am not going to be surprised to see him get to like 21 DraftKings points or whatever this weekend, I really wouldn't. Okay. Uh, I've got a pretty strong zag there, man. Honestly, I don't watch much college. So I I'm interested in your take on maybe what this was actually like, but just looking at the numbers, like, yeah, he put up a lot of raw numbers running. He averaged 3.4 yards per carry as a rusher in college. Like that's not very good. That's not, that to me doesn't scream that he's scrambling that, to me says there's a lot of RPOs and design runs. So it's not like he's getting these like big chunk plays a whole lot. Like when Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, like scrambles for 30 yards, like he doesn't profile as that. I will say the only guys uh, that are playing this week that ran a slower 40 time than your man, Sam Ellinger are Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo. Like truly he's four, nine, he's very slow. So I don't, he doesn't profile as a big scrambler to me. Do we, but I'm hearing this a lot. So like, you know, I'm assuming there's some wisdom of the crowd. What's the deal with his running? Well, I mean, I don't like to do too much of this stuff, but I have actually watched a lot of Sam Ellinger play because he played for the university of Texas. So he played against Oklahoma every year. I would watch a lot of his regular season games. What, what I've been, uh, what the, the spiel I would give you is that he's not a scrambler like Kyler or Lamar absolutely not our scramble that is clear he is, he he is like a I would I would compare him to like Patriots era Cam Newton where he's gonna get you eight yards where 
Tom Brady would would take a sack or on the on the three yard line, they're they're probably just gonna like quarterback power with him, like he's gonna score at like a really good rate. He's big, he's strong, he like and and also like um his the the very small sample we have of him playing in the preseason this year and last year, he scrambled a ton in his preseason snaps. So I, I think okay. I think like forty rushing yards is a pretty good mean expectation um with with uh, you know i mean touchdown variants like are they gonna are they gonna hand the ball to jonathan taylor at the one or are they gonna let him do it but i i would say i would project him to be much more likely to get a one yard touchdown than just your average run-of-the-mill backup quarterback basically yeah that's fair and i think in this case like i don't really play cash, but I think that if like you're really hot to get a couple extra expensive pieces in cash, I think that's probably something that's okay to do. The floor is going to be gross. I don't see the offense being very good. This guy is not like a big deal prospect. And it's not like QBs have to be burners to run. Like, you know, Allen Hertz and Lamar actually all ran four sixes, which is like, you know, 25th percentile for a wide receiver. So like that's, they're not like super fast. They've only got like, RG3 and Michael Vick were like Tyreek Hill fast, but those are like the only super fast guys. But 4-9 is like, you know, Andy Dalton, Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, those guys ran faster than that. I, you know, could he beat 30? Does Sam Ellinger beat the 35-year-old versions of those guys in a foot race? Probably, but still, he's he's gonna get chased down from behind by front seven people. And that's where, like, if you're a four-six, you, you're not really. You're you're faster than most of them. That's kind of the sweet spot. And then you're big enough to bowl over cornerbacks. So, like, you know, if Josh Allen gets loose, it's like he's going until a safety catches up to him. You know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm not. I'm not counting on, um, like a hundred rushing yards. I don't. I don't think like. But I think that he and and I mean, a big part of it is the Washington defense is so bad. You know, that, sure. that, that, that plays into it. Um, also the other, and I have not, I think this is a point I've not heard very many people make, but like if, if he had been terrible in practice up until this point, like if he'd been not understanding what the coaches are doing and, and, you know, making mistakes and like, you know, taking practice sacks and stuff, they would not have made this decision. They would have been like, all right, like we got to ride this out another week. Like I, I would assume at least part of this decision is them being like, for, as, from an organizational perspective, like this kid seems better than his draft stock. So we should try and figure out, like get some live fire action to figure out if this is real or not. Yeah, I suppose that's fine. Do, do you think he's capable of throwing for 202? Because that probably is the more important question. He can't be that much worse than late stage Matt Ryan. He just really can't be. Like Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan was good a couple weeks ago. Like I was, I had, I no, actually low-key had threw, a bunch of them because he threw, threw 50 times. Yeah. yeah, he threw 58 times. It, it's not that he like no, really efficient, right, right. really efficient quarterbacks don't throw 58 times. And and another part that might be helping him is Jonathan Taylor is on a pitch count because of this ankle injury. Like they're not really wanting to give him 30 touches. Like they were working in Deion Jackson in a game that he started for the first time ever last week. Yeah. I just get a little worried about like a bunch of wildcat and this is a 17, 14 game. So like, I'm not jamming. <laughs> I'm not like going out of my way to play this guy. We'll see how much I think he, he can. If this game, if this game finishes 17, 14, I still think he can get to 20. Okay. 
Okay. Cause yeah, that is because we're talking there's a bunch of six K-ish quarterbacks that I think can get to 30. And I'm saying they don't have to get to 40 this week because it's really just Jalen Hurts. They got to dodge. So yeah, if Ellinger gets to 20, that that puts him in the cards. You're you're trying to hit on well, a lot it becomes of it becomes stars, less but... honestly, it becomes less about his score and do you need like four high price players? Correct. Um, yeah. Because he like gets our... you four instead of three. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, other quarterback, I mean, I, I actually do like playing the golf side of Detroit, Miami, because mm. it's not like we're really counting on much rushing production from Tua. Amon no. Ross St. Brown should theoretically finally be playing a full complement of snaps. DeAndre Swift should finally theoretically be back in the lineup. Like golf, golf can get 303. I mean, we've already, we've already seen him do it. And if, yeah. he, if instead of 303, he goes for 350 and four because this game just is crazy. Goff is going to be two, 3% in a lot of contests where Tua mm-hmm. might end up being the second most owned quarterback. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the, what I was saying in the first place, 303 is firmly in play to win tournaments this week, because there isn't a guy that's likely to get other than Hertz. Who's likely to get, you know, 303 and run for 80 yards and a touchdown. So like, yeah, yeah 25 points at, at QB from a six K guy. I think it's fine. I don't mind Goff. He's yeah, he's only fifty five hundred. He's a little bit cheaper than these other dudes. Uh, Tua, that side, you know, I think that's going to be the out of control chalk. Tyreek is old already, like you know, without a ton of data yet, he's already pushing thirty percent in the peons. Um, he's going to be out of control. So I think there's other ways to play that, but yeah, I think the Goff side is fine. I think Dak is really interesting. Um, do you, as a as a Cowboys fan, do you want to? talk a little bit did you see much of him did you see any difference are they going to go back to super fast Kellen Moore offense with Dak slinging it because if so I I actually think Dak is probably the best low owned tournament play at quarterback this week like it was just kind of a weird game um Dak was pretty efficient when he was throwing they started out slow but I mean uh spoiler alert to the running back section I I'm playing Tony Pollard in every lineup that I play this weekend uh, I don't care. Oh, I mean, dude, we we could show 190 percent peon. So I I think that are that, you gonna play that... Dak and Pollard together? No, that's the thing. Is so this is like a totally like do as I say, not as I do type thing because <laughs> Dak and CD and and Michael Gallup are great leverage on who will be the most owned running 100%. backs this weekend. So I'm not gonna play that because I just want to play Tony Pollard, but. Yeah, that like uh, okay. using that, and you don't even need to play. You don't even need to play a bear bring back because like Fields will probably do it on his own, or they'll just run really efficiently, or it'll be Dante Pettis on one target for sixty yards and a touchdown. Well, and but, Mooney's shown some signs of life lately, and he's down to forty eight hundred. So it's not that's not a bad bring back. Noah Brown is playing 90 percent of the snaps. You know he's and he's forty three hundred. He's going to be you know sub five Gallup freaking bagel last week so no one wants to play him you know he'll still be close to five percent but cd's only like nine or ten percent if he's a third of the ownership of tyreek hill and he's considerably cheaper like i really like dallas passing this week they're one of three that three teams to stack that really stood out to me as i think i'm gonna jump and the whole yeah no zeke mega pollard (laughs) chalk like makes them even more attractive yeah um i don't really got anything else at quarterback uh, okay, well, I do have so Hertz is number one in optimal probability by a mile. I'm with you about Kyler. He used to be really good. I think the ceiling is there. 
I would absolutely be talking about him as a guy to go all over. If his his price tag has never dropped, he's still seventy five hundred. So it's like he he hasn't shown the the Lamar hurts Allen ceiling. So that that's a little tough to get to, but I don't mind it this week. I think that's an interesting game for sure. Uh, Derek Carr, I was mentioning. That's I guess we'll get into it more in the receiver section, but I think I think that Carr I prefer to Kirk Cousins because Devontae Adams is going to be a better play than Justin Jefferson. Um, New Orleans defense is not what it was. They actually haven't been that good this year. They're super banged up in the secondary. Um, so there's plenty of guys, there's plenty of opportunity there for Devonte and whoever to like beat bad players. I car, you definitely want a double stack. So you go there, but you've also got Andy Dalton. Who's been like really good, <laughs> like straight up really good. What is he all? What's always been the book on him. He's pretty decent, but he's so bad under pressure. He hasn't really faced a good pass rush yet. He's not facing one this week. Las Vegas. Well, he, is, you he know threw I mean? two. He threw two pick sixes on back-to-back plays last week. I think. I think the hook. I think the in-game hook is is pretty real. Yeah. Okay, that's possible. But I'm not really interested. It's not about playing Dalton so much as I. I like Derek Carr, and you've got the Chris Olave bring back. Who? Yeah. Chris Olave yeah, yeah. is number one in air yards by a mile. I still don't think it's. I don't think people realize that this is like in contention for number one player in fantasy type of shit that this guy's doing. Oh, he's, he is. Yeah. He's absolutely, um, he's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, okay. That's, that's all, that's all we got. Let's move to running back. Um, so just did my, did my, um, first run through of projections and Pollard is, is projecting for 19.2 DraftKings points, but I'm giving a pretty unreasonable amount of work to a create a player backup running back. Um, for example, in Tony Pollard's the only other game um, in his career that uh, that Zeke missed. Let's see here. I gotta go find it. It was against Pittsburgh. I want to say I gotta I gotta go find this. I mean, what are just to begin with? What are your thoughts on on Pollard? Well, I, I actually had a question for you too because that and it's germane to what you were saying there. It's it's how much is he gonna play? Because right, the book on him is that he's yeah he's an incredible running back but like that's not a very important position and he's a really bad pass blocker, which is a very important position. So is he just going to step into 90% of the snaps? So I, I don't know the last game, the only game of his career that he played that Mr. Elliott did not play was against the, I, I misremembered it was against the 49ers. He played 90% of the snaps. He played 52 of uh, 58 offensive snaps Rico okay. Dowdle played eight snaps, got four carries, and did not run a route. So, and Rico Dowdle, I think, is actually even hurt. Um, I, I believe, I believe he might even be on uh, on on short term IR. Yeah, he is. So their their other running back they have is this guy named Malik Davis, who I just, honest to God, I I can't, I don't know, like. Knowing these obscure college football players is like a skill of mine, and I got nothing. I it really yeah. would not surprise. He doesn't me. have a PFF grade because he doesn't have a rushing attempt this year. So like, oh. Well, he hasn't been. He hasn't been active. He's been on the practice <laughs> yeah, right. squad. I I would not. I would not be surprised if Tony Pollard plays every snap of this game. Just does not does not get subbed out. Okay. Well, you know where this is heading, then, bro. Like, uh, this is a rule. I I would often talk about this with like Tampa Bay last year, where, you know, just they have the massive total. Somebody's gonna smash. And we have, so on Dallas, we've got CeeDee Lamb, 
stud wide receiver, not quite priced at stud wide receiver money. You know, he's like fifth in air yards on the season. Like the dude's putting it up. The massive games are going to come for him. 7K, he's quite a bit cheaper than Justin Jefferson and Tyreek and whoever else. I think there's one other very expensive guy. We've got two sub 5K wide receivers and Noah Brown and Michael Gallup. We got a $3,700 tight end. We got a $6,100 running back. So it's kind of just like play a cowboy, like set that rule in and just be like, I want a cowboy in my lineup. I'm not going to do that for every one of 300 lineups, but I will probably have that rule on for a good two thirds of my crunches. I would expect myself to have like 15% Dak, like cowboy stacks and, you know, 30, 35% Pollard, even though that's probably what he's going to be. And I think I will have a better week if he doesn't go nuts. But like, yeah, I think, 30 plus percent Pollard, 25% CD, you know, 10 each of the Schultz, Gallup, um, Brown guys, and a ton of Dak. Like, I just think you can really smash Cowboys. They're very affordable. It's a great script. They're really coming in on their own because everyone just wants to smash this uh, Dolphins and Lions game. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm good with that. I mean, I'm, I'm good with all of that in a vacuum. I'm just jamming Pollard. So I, sure. Like, yeah. Is Ke- is Kenny Walker actually going to be 13% owned? Again, not a ton of tags yet. What are people talking I, about? Like, that's I think, insane. He's... I think it just seems like that. I think he'll be more than that. But mm-hmm. I do. I think that he will trail pre- pretty far behind Henry Jacobs and Pollard. Like like Pollard is going to soak up what would have been Kenneth Walker's ownership. So so he will be lower right. than, than he would have been. Um. To me, honestly, I think the running back conversation is pretty freaking narrow. Like, I think there are like eight plays that are so good. I just am not, I'm not really trying to like talk myself into, you know, Donta Foreman or, or Miles Sanders or whatever. Like, I don't know, you know, you, you, you can get more into that because, you know, I'm really only playing like four or five teams in these single entries, but I, I think Pollard, um, Pierce, Walker, I mean, even Kamara, even Kamara at a huge, discount at at less expensive than josh jacobs like seems pretty appealing to me yep i think that's fair right jacobs is just it's yeah it's it would be hard to continue to justify the fade if he was still like 6200 but he's pricey enough now that it's like he he's you're paying for what he's been doing like maybe he should be 8100 you know if that's actually who he is but we don't really know if that's actually who he is and you know he's you're you're paying for it so Jacobs, I think, is you know pretty neutral right now. I don't think he'll be crazy owned because he is uh, so expensive. Yeah, Pollard's going to be the the stoop, the silly chalk. Like I don't know. It's I think it's it's not really something I'm looking to take a stand on because they should murder a terrible Chicago defense. Uh, yeah. Kenny Walker is the new. You know, he's got the Derrick Henry role. That's what Penny had before too. Like it tilts me a little bit. Because Except he was... does. He does actually run more routes than you think. Like obviously wasn't involved in the passing game at all last week because they were so far mm-hmm. ahead. But I, I, my, my bet would be that rest of the season, his targets per route run will be greater than Penny's targets per route run before he got hurt. I think that's fine. It just, the Seattle running back is a coveted role. It's like San Francisco running back. Cause they, whoever it is, when they have them, it's much more of a, it's not a, I'm going to play 60, 40 splits. It's when this guy's healthy, I'm going to play a ton of him. And I'm kind of pissed off because I think there was a like just tilted about the, there was a lot of wish casting on Kenny Walker. And it was like, no, this is still Penny's job. Penny's going to get all the work. Uh, and he was yeah, eating, Kenny eating, wasn't really massive, it, but. eating massive, massive best ball losses on, on my guy. 
Kenneth Walker, you know, uh, does yeah, does it's... not always pay does not always pay to to be smarter than the crowd. What can you do? Yeah, exactly. It's tough. Uh, Mostert also a very good leverage play. I, with I'm a crazy just, passing see, attack there. He he's the one who feels most fragile to me. Like I can't sure. I can't click his name when he what I mean what is he? Let's see. Uh, Mostert is fifty nine hundred. It's cheaper Damian than Pierce. all these guys we've mentioned. Yeah. But Pierce is sixty three hundred, and he's sure. got. Like uh, it, it kind of got lost last week because the Texans ended up getting shit house. But he played. He he got every running back touch in the first half. I I don't think Burkhead got a target until midway through the third quarter. Like P- Damian Pierce last four weeks has a fifteen percent target share. Like he's got he has a he's got an Alvin Kamara role. M- yeah. more so more so because he's not even giving up groundwork. Yeah, I think Pierce is I think Pierce is a very good play. I'm just saying like they're actually projecting for similar ownership right now. I I do think people will notice that stuff about Pierce, but people are just so into the passing attack on this Miami Detroit game. I'm not sure if you've heard um that Detroit is allowed, you know, 52 points a game or whatever and they're the worst defense in football and their games are always good for fantasy. They've got fantasy goodness, you know, that's what they like. So I don't know. I think Mostert is a pretty good zag there because I, you know, they're probably going to put up a lot of points. But that's a similar one. Like you can kind of have a play a dolphin going on for a lot of your stuff. I like Swift too. Swift is pretty game stripped independent, so like he can still put up a lot of points in a shootout, which is kind of anti the point of playing a running back in a popular game. But I think I don't think Swift is as strong of a like if he goes off, it kills the game kind of leverage as Mostert is, but I do like Swift. He looks to be not very popular at all. Um, what about Barkley? Like Seattle's defense thinks. Yeah. I mean, I, the, well, the, so I think the thing is, is Barkley really only works at 8,100 because there's no value at wide receiver this week. Like there's mm-hmm. no one really projecting for a role under like 4,500. Except for um, Wandale, who you want to talk about, and you can't play yeah, him I mean, with Barkley. But, but but am I interested in a nineteen percent owned Wandale? Not not really so much. Um, so like Wandale was a really good play the last two weeks when people weren't playing him and I was playing him, but not not so much now. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was great out of context. He was a great play when people weren't when I was playing him, but now he's bad. Well, well, and and in a vacuum, he's even a good play, but not as like yeah, I mean, yeah. literally like sort sort by dollars per point, and you, like the only guys you're going to be getting as a positive value under five thousand are Mooney, Wilson, and and Mister Mister Wandale. Like those are the only guys. Yeah, that's a murderer's row of tough QB action too, man. That's a yeah. Times are tough this week. So yeah, I do think the so, overwhelming play is going to be jam three, six the, running backs. The the so then the problem then becomes okay, you play Ellinger to get Barkley in, and then then you're like you're just flooding into all the same teams as your opponents because oh, yeah. the like the the Barkley Ellinger correlation is going to be really high. Yeah, I think that's true, but it's also like Derek, I mean Derek Henry will get played, I think, more than Barkley. Um, it's looking like and that's a similar price range henry's henry's so funny man i don't know i've been playing him a lot this year because he hasn't been owned and it's like the the thing with him is just like it's gonna happen it's doesn't really have a lot to do with what's going on but you know houston does have the worst run defense thus far so seems like a good spot for henry he's gonna be awfully popular three weeks ago i feel like we were talking and i was count i was counting my print on uh 
three weeks ago was the Dalvin Cook game where he scored a couple touchdowns early and it was like, this is lit. It's so good. He was under 10% owned. Like the Dalvin smash is coming. We knew it. We got it. It's here. Now I forget who the stupid fucking chalk was that week, but they all like, you know, crushed Dalvin. He ended up being an actively bad play that hurt your lineups. Uh, I can dive in here. The Cardinals are, are very bad defense as well. And I do yeah. think the usage has been fine. Dalvin, uh, Dalvin actually probably is pretty strong this week, especially because he's coming off of, um, he's coming off of a bye week. They were playing Madison a little bit more than normal because of that shoulder thing that Cook has been dealing with. Uh, mm-hmm. But these games are also really important for Minnesota, like yeah. uh, because the Eagles are just running away with the NFC. So uh, you, you could see you could see him getting extended a little bit. But that's honestly like, I even even if Hubbard doesn't play. Uh, I, I think that if Hubbard doesn't play and he's not practicing on Thursday, Foreman might get a little bit of uh, of buzz, but I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Yeah. When I played a fair amount of both last week when they were $4,000, just cause it was, it's a lot easier, you know, 4k it's like, okay, can, is, you know, like what Hubbard did was fine, but I think what Hubbard did is pretty close to his ceiling and that's not going to play at 5,500 yeah. and Foreman doesn't really catch passes. So you really need him to like break a super long one. Do you know any any intel on what's going on with McCaffrey? I think he's too expensive, even if he was like 90% of the snaps. Uh, I, but... I expect him to be in a full-time role starting now. Okay. I got 8,700 no... against the Rams defense is not what you want to do with the running backs, but you know, he's, I guess he's sneaky still. Uh, I, I mean, also Debo is not probably not going to play. Well, he could not play. He's dinged up, and the 49ers have their bye week next week. That would make uh, me okay. a little bit more interested in him, and it will would for sure make him project better because that's removing 15% of the carries or whatever. Right. It's, yeah, I, I, I certainly I would not say McCaffrey is a bad play at, what is he going to be, 2% owned probably? It's Yeah, it's not going to be much. That's for sure. But he's, he's just very expensive, and it's like he's got to do 30 and fade all day. You know, there's a lot of 6K guys with a real shot at 30 this week. So um, I think it's a little tough for me to get there. That's more like if a ton of mid-range wide receivers go insane, that's like your path for that working. But that's uh, obviously an independent event. Can you get back on, like, is um, is James Robinson going to play yet or is this Michael Carter's full-time show? They said they said they were going to work him in. I I think Carter actually like Carter is a better play than any of the other five K running backs other than Mostert. I think. Okay, well he's oh all oh, right. You're you're making a distinction here. I was like because Pierce and Pollard are right there too, just a couple yeah. hundred dollars more. But yeah, so though Pierce and Pollard will be the very popular ones. But yeah, um, Mostert and Carter will not so much. And yeah, New England's run defense has actually been really 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 bad. So I can dig. I can get there a little bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Wide receiver, uh, Tyreek, just going to be on all your opponent's teams at, uh, at 8,500. Hopkins is going to be pretty popular. Um, Justin Jefferson actually won't be nearly as much as you would think. Um, yeah. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is actually uh, like a leverage play, honestly, given given his ceiling. We'll see. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see what the field does with Lockett in a gross total game with no Metcalf. I, I could be convinced either way. I think the field will be too low on Alave. But but what you'll see here is all the value at wide receiver or all the, the really strong plays at wide receiver are like 6K, 7K guys. So I do think Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, and Cooper Cup are all going to be in MME or uh, in single entry stuff, going to be single digits. Yeah, I don't know that D 
DK Metcalf being out helps Lockett. I actually think it probably hurts him because he's just a slot guy. So it's a lot of middle of the field stuff and they're going to have like Marquise Goodwin or whatever, trying to draw the defense away instead of DK Metcalf to like make Lockett open, you know, like, yeah. Is he expected to get an, an extra target or two because of no Metcalf? Yeah. But is it going to be a lot harder to complete those? I think, I think so. I think he's going to draw way more attention. Uh, so not, yeah. not so, so into that. Adams and CD are my favorite plays. Uh, this reminds me a little bit of like running back stuff, you know, like past years where it's like, you know, okay, there's Jonathan Taylor and Dalvin cook and Derrick Henry or whatever, like the top three running backs every, every week, you know, and every week, one of them was 30% owned for some reason, you know, the defense he's facing is 5% worse than the other guy. So he's 30% owned and he's 20% optimal. And the other two guys are 16, 18% optimal, but they're, eight percent owned that's kind of what's going to happen this week with those guys so like reek yeah best play slightly better play than those guys not like not triple the ownership better of a play than adams and cd so i prefer adams cd you're getting a three to one payout if they beat him basically so he's gonna he's probably it's like 60 40 or something like that but you're getting paid out three to one if they beat him so i i really like them a lot if if saint brown plays and he is 10 percent, i will be oh yeah uh, I'll be jamming him really, really hard. And yeah, and he's a Waddle, monster. That Waddle was rough too. last week. Waddle, Waddle like hundred percent. Yeah, at at single digits, and he's been banged up and like whatever. I mean, he just is. Waddle's probably the best wide receiver play of the week. Yeah, I mean, it's just the direct leverage off of Reek is nice. You know, it is a little scary because like if Waddle does a lot, like Reek is probably going to be at least in some good positions. It's more like the can he steal the? Will he steal two touchdowns? Possibly, but Reek also, I mean, Reek is also capable of the 10 catch 140 yard game without a touchdown. It's like, that's kind of, that's cooking pretty hard, but I think Adams and CD are my favorite ways to get leverage there, especially Adams with, I think Chris Olave is just, he's an absolute monster. Said earlier in the show, like he is really in play for like top overall guy, the stuff that he's put this, the, you know, the opportunity he's getting, the amount of air yards, the amount of targets, like it's just, it's bonkers stuff. Michael Thomas, I believe, didn't practice again today, so he looks to be out. Totally with you, Amon, Amon Ra. Like, he's – his – yeah, when he plays, it's just – it's absolutely bonkers, and I think people will be reticent enough, especially last week. People were on him a little bit. It wasn't, like, crazy, but people were definitely buying, and then they got burnt by it, so I don't think they're, I don't think they're touching him. And then yeah. I don't think I've spent enough time talking about Philly. Uh, I love those wide receivers. AJ Brown's gonna have. Yeah, they're both they're both idea. great plays, and I don't think you have to play him with Hertz either. You know, you could play him. You can play him as one. Actually, they they probably even work as leverage off of Hertz because two AJ Brown receiving touchdowns means that Jalen Hurts is not rushing for them. So that's mm-hmm. uh that that uh, decreases his optimal probability. Uh, I like. I yeah, like I still think Hertz is mostly a single stack guy. Like I know it didn't look like it maybe for a little bit, but if he smash mashes. He's well, running just, at least they, one in, and I don't think he's he's not going to throw for 350 and four, really. Like, that's the well, 99th need, percentile outcome. They haven't been pushed in a game yet. I mean, they've, they've not played a competitive game yet. If, if they ever play a competitive game, then... Seems unlikely to play one this week, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pickens, Pickens seems okay. Tyquan Thornton actually probably is the only guy. He played, like, 98% of the snaps last week. He's, he gets against the Jets. He, he probably is actually going to end up getting steamed quite a bit. Um, what's going on with the Patriots are they was that I didn't watch that game on Monday 
What like well, Jones just got <laughs> sad? Like that seems Mac, that's Mac Jones. Mac Jones threw an inter- Mac Jones threw an interception that people are saying hit the ESPN SkyCam wire. Mm-hmm. And then he like you could see him on TV. He could you could mouth him. You could hear see him mouthing. I'm out. Which I think maybe because huh. he's remember he was coming back from that ankle injury. So I think yep. maybe he he got in live action and he wasn't as healthy as he thought. And then mm. Zappy came in and honestly like stunk through through one touchdown yeah. pass that was like a, a duck. And then yeah. they scored. Zappy's zero a points. fun story, but he's not a prospect. Let's be real here. Like it's, this is an Ellinger level guy. Like I don't I don't see it happening for him. Um. So I think that you know. And it's the Jets. Like, what, what better, what better get right spot is there than going against the New York Football Jets? Uh, I mean, yeah, some of, perennial doormats, other... but their defense has been frisky this year. And aren't, I mean, aren't the Jets like five and two? Isn't something nuts like that? I believe they are. Uh, don't ever look at records. I find that every once in a while, I'm like, oh yeah, right. A record, you know, I'm just like so deep in the like. Yeah, they do. The they do have other the deeper which stats, is, but <laughs> which is funny. Uh, Van Jefferson is the dead men. If he came back into his real full time role, especially because Robinson has been so bad, I I would be pre- I might I might sprinkle him in because I mean one one forty seven yeah. yard touchdown catch or whatever at three thousand could could very easily get him in the optimals this week, but it's just unclear how much he's even going to play. Right. That. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I I don't hate it as a sprinkle. You're going to need to get some value. I something I feel like will open up. You know, it usually does. There's going to be some more to go before yeah. the weekend. But well, uh, Brown, Michael Pittman, Brown I'm not. Could... Like, even if you're playing Ellinger, I don't think you – I don't want to do Michael Pittman with that. Like, he's 7,200, and is he going to get 12 targets? Like, I don't see that really in the range of outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, St. Brown could not play, and and uh, Khalif Raymond at 4,300, he got eight targets last week. He just that, – that could be a thing. Sure, sure. What about any of the Pittsburgh? Guys? Uh, I think you said Pickens, but Pickens, Claypool yeah. or Deontay. They, like... they all seem they all seem fine. I mean, they're they're probably like not going to get there in any way, shape, or form, but they could, right? Right. So. Not for I will not be forcing a bring back in Jalen Hurt stacks. Obviously, I don't ever I don't really force bring backs. I uh, I think that that seems like the the public is picking up on that now. I hear that on a lot of shows now where people are like, eh, I'm not going to bring this guy back. Um, but I think Pittsburgh. Those yeah, those guys are good, and like it obviously, if Claypool scores an eighty-yard touchdown or whatever, that's probably good for Jalen Hurts fantasy-wise. So, I think I will be, you know, doing a little bit there. I mentioned Noah Brown earlier. What about Marquise Goodwin? Like he smashed in the PM slate. Uh, Without DK, he's stepping into the DK role. He's super fast too. Like he's faster than DK. I would probably play Eskridge. Honestly, probably wouldn't play either of them. I mean, Marquise Goodwin is the most, he's the most like we know what that guy is guy of all time. I think that's true. So, but he, whatever, he made a couple like contested catches. I actually did see most of that game and whatever. Yeah, he's, he's not that good, but he's very fast. Um, so reasonable. Brandon Cooks, is he just, is he cooked? Is it, is it over? I, well, I mean, I've, I'm not, I've never really been a Brandon Cooks guy. I think maybe they were taking it easy on him because they were thinking about trading him. I don't know. Okay. Damian Pierce is the only Texan I'm playing. I mean, Nico Collins is not playing this week, so their other wide receivers are minimum price. But I don't know if you think Philip yeah. Dorsett or Chris Moore can catch a touchdown. Chris Moore did last week. No, I mean I don't think so either. I'm not really ready to. It's not a game I'm interested in stacking, so it makes their less reasonable to go with 
Cooks, I mean, I can see, you know, put a plus three on Cooks with if Derrick Henry is used. That's fine. But sure. I'm not going out of my way there. Uh yeah. Jerry McLaurin with um what's his name playing now? Heineke. He got a bomb. You hate he did, Jerry he McLaurin, did, right? He did catch a bomb. We are we are six weeks into the season and Curtis Samuel has still out targeted him in every game they've played, and Dotson yeah. might play this week. All right. So seems, Samuel's rushing seems like it's that was a that was just a blip. Then they did real. it again this they did it again this last week though. Okay. Okay. He, I think he so, had I think he had four rushes this last week. Yep. I don't think people realize how valuable that is. That's why Debo was always like the number one leverage guy. And his rushes has been going down, and that's a big part of him going off. I know I hear a lot of people also talking about how like they don't want these guys to rush as much. They want them you know, out wide running routes, getting more um, targets. I understand the thinking there, but it's just, it's just not true. Like the people that do a little bit of everything, it's there's just so many more outs, you know, Devo had a lot of monster ass games last year where he had seven targets or whatever, and just converted everything and got his six rushing attempts too, which four of them were touchdowns, or, you know? So like, yeah. it, it is really, really important to get those couple, even though, it, I, I get I get the idea that it's like maybe not that crazy. Yeah, Ayuk, are you cool with if Debo is out, even if he isn't? What do you think? I mean, Ayuk can just double dong any any time. I mean, I never ne- he's never like a core part of my strategy, but I think he's fine. Yeah, you know it is what it is. Uh, so at, at tight end, I actually need to alter our projections because Darren Waller practiced in back to back days. So we have one guy projecting as positive value. That's Tyler Higby, who I'm really not interested in at all, actually uh yeah he's, he, he's the worst yeah he stinks um Friermuth seems okay Fant seems pretty good Colt Cole Turner ran a bunch of routes Fant? from Washington where's that come where's Fant coming from did he is he was he been playing more snaps lately I thought he was like he's been he's been running more routes mix. and then he got he, okay. he has like nine targets the last two weeks just it, the expectation okay. the expectation would be that he would become a bigger part of the offense going into sure. a game when they when they know they don't have Metcalf since he's more of a actual receiver than Disley or Parkinson. But I mean, this is as bad as the tight end position gets there. There's really no one you're excited to play at all. 28. Yeah. 2,800 is like an easy sell too, where we're talking like there's not a lot of value. I I like Tanner Hudson, who I think is going to be the long down and distance tight end for the giants. He's going to play those snaps for, for my long time. Boy, the right tackle lost his eye. Yeah. Uh, But for for those of us who play preseason NFL DFS, Tanner Hudson was like the cheat code of all of those slates because he was so much more athletic than all of the defensive guys who were playing in the preseason. So he would just mm-hmm. rack up like four for fifty and ones in the preseason. I I think yeah. I think honestly, I'm just trying to spend like twenty six hundred dollars at tight end this week because I I don't think any of these plays are good. Like I don't even think Dalton Schultz is good because he just keeps he's just so hurt. Right. I think Goddard and Ertz. Like they're the two most expensive, but I they're the best plays. Ertz is definitely underperforming. Like I think he's gonna have some more games and Nuke coming back, like gives him a little more. I mean, whatever, like Hollywood's a good field stretcher too, but he's just getting a lot of opportunity and he's not scoring a lot of touchdowns. I think that's gonna come. Goddard's a great play. Like I really like Goddard. I would play I really like Hertz. Obviously, Hertz is, has double the optimal probability of anyone else at quarterback this week. So I will certainly be doing a lot of all three of Devonta and AJ Brown and Goddard as single stacks with him. Um, So I think that's fine. And then 
I think you can kind of just be like, other than certain guys, just be like, I don't know. Like if I'm playing, like play, if make the a rule so that the tight end has to have a quarterback from the same game. So it's like, this is my stack. I am stacking this game. You know, like if I'm playing, uh, whatever, Kyle Pitts, like put in Mariota. Pitts is a bad example, actually. He's 4K. But like, you know, if I'm playing Friar Muth, I want Hurts or God help me, uh, Kenny Pickens, Pickett. Um, you know, Schultz, like you want Fields or Dak in there. Fance, you want Gino in there. I think that's a pretty okay rule to put it. You know, you can play some Jasicki. His role's expanding. He's probably, I mean, he's 3,800, which is kind of, which kind of is rough, but he's, um, he could definitely take some stuff away from Tyree too. Like Tyree's pretty important to find a way to get around this week. That's going to be difficult. He's yeah. the most terrifying fade in all of fantasy sports. I feel like. Yeah. Tyreek Hill. Would you agree with that? Other than maybe that, that run where Russell Westbrook got up to like 15 K on DraftKings five years ago. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, I just like, whatever If Tyreek beats me, he beats me, you know? Feel the same yeah. way about Jacobs. Like it's last good process week. to not play a thirty percent owned guy up to thirty percent, just in general. Sorry yeah, about. I mean, your, like Jacobs, sorry for your Jacobs. Pollard's glands. Oh, I, I will, I will. You know, it's like I do these things because I'm just doing astrology. You know, like I played, oh, I know. you know, I played, you know, Benjamin at forty six hundred at sixty percent owned, but not Josh Jacobs at sixty five hundred at forty percent owned um, or whatever. And I remember I'm fine, I'm Jamal fine Williams positions. could not fail. This is this is your, this is your brand. No, I, I like didn't. It, I know. I ended up I ended up chickening out on the Jamal Williams thing, and then he ended up burying me. So um, tough scenes. <laughs> well, he's a freaking you know goal line and third down back. Like uh, it's not necessarily a guy you want to be smashing. That's the thing. That's the most important thing. I think actually general strategy that we like we should be talking about. I'm glad we brought it up with Pollard, but it's like when the starting running back goes out is not playing it's like is the other guy stepping into a full-time role or is he gonna keep his like jamal williams role does not change when deandre swift's out like he's guaranteed the goal line touches but it it changes in that change he gets he gets like 20 percent more carries but they they play justin jackson and they do all this create yeah they do all this yeah exactly it's like you're right i didn't mean changes not at all but it's not as big of a change as people think it's not like it's oh there's this guy's out, therefore this guy will get all of the work. It's it's usually doesn't work that way, but it sounds like it's going to with Pollard. So, uh, rest in peace. Yeah. You want to tout OJ Howard uh, one last time? No, Brevin Jordan came back. Uh, yeah. Howard was running a ton of routes and then and then lost it. Um, I know I was chasing him for sure. Like that, I don't know. Howard's just so good sometimes, and yeah, it's frustrating. Defenses. Uh, we're we're going to see a lot of the Washington football team against Ellinger. You're going to see a lot of the Patriots against the Jets. Um, oh, I would assume boys. that uh, I think people I will pay out for Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think you'll see a lot of the Rams at 2700 against Jimmy. Mm. You know, right? That's probably my favorite. Is is if the Rams are not going to be stone chalk against Jimmy, I will be be playing a lot of them because Jimmy. Yeah, it's... just does his thing. That seems good. Um... I do think people will actually find a way to pay up for the Cowboys this week, just because they're such a compelling fantasy defense and fields is not been very good, but the the Cowboys and Patriots actually are somewhat similar defenses in that they have, you know, really good pass rush, but pretty bad run defense and like, you know, very fast corners, but not, you know, like it's, it's a more similar defense. I think than people would, would think and fields really carved up the Patriots by just running all over the place. 
Like the Cowboys are a really fun defense for fantasy because they themselves can put up a ton of fantasy points, but they're also quite exploitable. Trevon Diggs is like the poster boy for that shit. You know, he gave up the most yards and he had a dozen interceptions last year. So I think that's fine. And Darnell Mooney gets him this week. I know this is defense talk, but it's that's going to be kind of fun. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, Philly rather is 3,900. That's a lot of money, but they get to play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh at 2,400, I don't think it's crazy. Like, Jalen Hurts can do dumb stuff. You know, you got to pick – you give up – you only give up 24, and you get three sacks and a pick six. Like yeah. That's, you're, you're cooking with gas there. Yeah. I mean, but I don't yeah, know. I, I don't defense. even I – just, I just play whatever defense fits because they're, it's just so random. Yeah, spin the wheel. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, favorite game stack is – Hoomst. I don't know that I have a favorite game stack as much as I just have favorites um like QB stacks. It's the uh it's the uh, so I think that the Dolphins are the top optimal but barely and then just below them are the Eagles and the Raiders and uh who uh, who else was I talking about? Eagles, Raiders and Okay, let me sort I think this is riveting. Sorry. Uh well, I'll oh, just the Cowboys, give, Cowboys, 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 Cowboys. I'll just give I'll just give mine, which is um going to be the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr, Devontae yeah. Adams, Darren Waller with the leverage off of Jacobs, the Chris Olave bring back. Bring back. Yeah. I love that play. And yeah, I think game stacked, that is probably my favorite. I think individually I like the Cowboys passing stack and the eagles yeah. passing stack a little bit better but yeah with the alave thing it's just like it's so sweet and i don't think it's going to be totally out of control i thought you were going to say cowboys there and just be like my number one stack is the dallas cowboys of whom i will play zero percent because i am jamming tony pollard i mean look you gotta uh it's important in life to know what you're about and i'm about tony pollard uh so it's, it's true this has been a lot you you've you felt this way for a long it's time like, it's like it's like it's like i just um it's like it's like waiting all the way until christmas morning and then not opening your gifts it's like what am i gonna do not open my gifts bro yeah man it's like who was the monster uh the monster athlete white dude that played on the packers for a long time that never got there that was your your boy Jeff janice he did yes, though yes. i played him in cash i played him in cash <laughs> one week and he scored a touchdown uh that's great well maybe that'll happen for tony this week yeah you never know. All right, everyone. Uh, we're going to get out of here. I'll be back tomorrow with Mr. Rebar from Sharp Football. See y'all then. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian. Those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.